Hey, it's Mal. And Maddie. And this is Smatter of Fact. Just two best friends dabbling and speaking with superficial knowledge on our subjects. In other words, a smattering of facts. I feel like we always start this by us giggling into our microphone. We do. But it's... Especially when we don't give ourselves time to, like, chat beforehand. Yeah. I don't know. But then if we chat beforehand, then we have nothing to talk about on air. That's true. It's okay. I just screwed up the the intro, so that's (laughs) my only thing. As if I've never screwed up the intro. I screwed up like every time. <laughs> you would think by episode uh, 65 we would get it. I know that we say this like literally almost every episode, but like you would think. But here think. we are. And we don't. So, I mean, we're human. It's fine. Have you had any like weird snack cravings lately? No. I don't, I've been, I don't know. I've been like in like a era of cinnamon graham crackers i've mm. just been like craving them so much i actually really like cinnamon graham crackers i never think to, i like, snack on those they're so good jaeger thinks i'm crazy that i just snack on like i don't even know i, I just guess, eat like, graham crackers recently has been cashews i've been eating so many cashews they're just so tasty hmm. delicious that's interesting yeah i'm yeah I like the like the salted ones. I like the whole ones. I like the halves ones, but I don't like when it comes in halves and pieces. You know how you can get like halves and pieces or whole cashews? So I just get the whole mm. cashews. I think they're better. Yeah. How do cashews grow? They're like the inside of like a like you know how like an like an apricot has like an internal thing? They're like the inside of that, I think. Like not of an apricot, obviously, but like they're the internal part of something a cashew apple a cashew apple what no, i'm looking it up oh my gosh that's a weird looking thing it looks like a pepper thing but like oh, also an apple thing. yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah weird can you eat a cat can you eat the apple part i honestly i have no clue but wow. i like just the cashew part good enough for me interesting yeah. So weird. I never even thought about how cashews grow. I feel like I don't think about They're how not even a lot like of things grow. Like inside, they grow? like un- I don't know how almonds grow. Uh, how do you make almond milk? How do you milk the almonds? You milk the almonds. <laughs> There's also cashew milk. Cashew milk. Cashew milk. There's like cuz like, when, like, when they make like non-dairy cheese, they make it usually out of cashews. Oh, really? Yeah. What if you're allergic to nuts? Sucks for you, I guess. I feel like it'd be super hard to be vegan and be allergic to nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what would you even eat? Just lettuce all the time? <laughs> lettuce, like, can be I don't know. digest. Oh, my gosh. Rory is trying to burrow right now. This is not the time. <laughs> Lay down. <laughs> By the way, almonds grow on a tree much like... I think like walnuts oh like in a little shell 
Yeah. Interesting. We're learning a lot. And like about, groupings. About different species of This is not even our topic today, but No, it's not. I feel like um, we got like a smattering effect inside the smattering effect. It's a, it's a smattering <laughs> of smatterings. Smatterception. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, our topic today, as promised, we're coming back to the Guinness World Records um to talk about that and I'm very I'm so excited pumped. about this one. Um, it's super interesting. Um, I want to ask you first, though, if I were to have any Guinness World Record, what would what title would I hold from your perspective? Hmm. I know yours. Mine? I thought about it. Yeah. I don't know. I the first thought was like something with dance, but I don't really know anything. Oh, I'm not that good. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Uh. I'll tell you. Do you want to know yours? I'll tell you yours. I have to think about it. I have to think about it. Okay. Yeah. So yours is world's fastest tongue vibrations. (laughs) Mallory does this thing where she like, you don't even stick your tongue out all the way, but you like open your teeth and like make your tongue your tongue long, and then you wiggle it back. Really, I can just do it like extremely fast. I I cannot do that. I haven't met anyone else who can do it as fast as I can. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That would be yours, I think. I, you know, maybe because maybe you could like submit, apply to like get that, uh, <laughs> that record. Also, like, yeah, similarly, there's like this, like, there's like this trend on TikTok with like blinking. How oh, fast yeah. you could like, bl- how many times you could blink within like, 10 seconds or something and I like blew past I was like why can't everyone just do it as fast as I can she said why can't everyone <laughs> do it as fast as I can why can't everyone just be as good as me like oh. honestly well, so I have funny. like just a lot of weird things yeah um I don't know what yours would be I'll think about it during okay. during the episode when we're talking okay um I'm gonna start this one out with I'm reading from my phone and my computer and a book today. So, you know, just all of it. Okay. We're going to talk about the history first. So. Yeah. What's Guinness? What does that mean? Well, please hold. Look at there. Literally within the first sentence. (laughs) This is directly from Wikipedia, by the way. I'll kind of paraphrase it, but it's basically Wikipedia. So on the 10th of November in 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver, he was... A civil engineer, industrialist, and founder of the Guinness World Records. Um, he's from South Africa. Great. So oh. Sir Hugh Beaver um was manager <clears throat> basically of the Guinness breweries, um, which are it's a type of beer. It's like that one that has like the harp on it. Um, it's an Irish dry stout. Yeah, I can like, yeah. And it originated in Dublin, Ireland. This, the Guinness Brewery. So, anyways, he was the director of Guinness Breweries, and he was at a, he he went on a shooting party in the North Slob by the River Slaney in County Wexford, Ireland. I was like, that seems like a lot of information, like very specific information. Wow. He was on a shooting party yeah. in County Wexford, Ireland. 
Um, and he missed a shot at a golden plover. Mm. You remember the piping plovers? As yeah, I was gonna say, is that like they're like in the same bird? family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he became involved in an argument over which game bird was the fastest in Europe. The debate was over whether it was the golden plover or the red grouse. Just so you know, it is the plover. Um, and later that evening, he just had an epiphany that it was impossible to confirm in reference books whether or not the golden plover was Europe's fastest game bird. Just just baffled him. Um, so <clears throat> he knew that there must have been like numerous other questions debated nightly among the public, but that there was no book in the world with which to settle the arguments about the records. Um, and then he was like, I think a book like this would be, like, super successful. That, like, the one that gave, like, the answers to, like, those kind of debate questions. Um, yeah. So he, a, a Guinness employee, Christopher Chataway, recommended his friends, who were twins, Norris and Ross McWhorter, um, who had been running a fact-finding agency in London. Um, and then they were commissioned to compile what became the Guinness Book of Supplerives. And then it was called the Guinness Book of Records. And now it's called the Guinness World Records Book. Um, and that took place in 1954 when they were uh, first asked. So three years later. And it was published. A thousand copies were printed and given away. Um, so. Oh, sorry. In 1955. It was published and given away. Um, actually, out of a house on Fleet Street in London. If anyone's familiar with Sweeney Todd, I'm pretty sure that's like Fleet Street. No different idea. time period. Um, so the following year, 1966, it was introduced into the U.S. by New York publisher David Bohm, and sold seventy thousand copies. Oh, wow, I feel like that's a lot for yeah. For being pretty quickly. Um, And since then, the book has sold more than 100 million copies in 100 countries and 37 languages. Wow. Um, And the McWhorter brothers were the people who, like, compiled the book for years. And they both had, like, what was described as an encyclopedic memory. Um, And there was a BBC television series called Record Breakers based on the book um, where the two brothers would take questions posed by children in the audience (laughs) on various world records and they were able to give a correct answer every single time. Um, However, Ross, one of the brothers, was assassinated by two members of the Provisional Uh Irish Republican Army in 1975 for offering a 50,000 euro reward for their capture. What? Um, and following his assassination, the feature in the show where the questions about records posed by children were answered was called Norris on the Spot. <laughs> and then oh Norris God. carried on as the book's sole editor. What? Yeah. That is dramatic. Yeah. Um, so Sterling Publishing owned the rights to the Guinness Book in the U.S. for decades until it was repurchased by Guinness in 1989 after an 18-month-long lawsuit. And then eventually it was purchased by, like, a whole bunch of... It, it moved around quite a quite a bit. Um, so 
this is kind of funny though. In 2006, Apex Partners purchased Hit and subsequently sold Guinness World Records. Hit was like a the a company that owned Guinness World Records before. Um and they sold Guinness World Records in early 2008 to the Jim Pattison Group, the parent company of Ripley Entertainment. What? Wait, they're like connected? Yes. And so Ripley Entertainment is licensed to operate Guinness World Records attractions and has offices in New York City and Tokyo. And Guinness World Records global headquarters remain in London. Um, And its museum attractions are based at Ripley headquarters in Orlando, Florida. Wait. That's where Ripley headquarters are. But they're like, they're like married. I'm going to Orlando, Florida. (gasps) When? Next month. What? For what? Um, my sister wanted to go on a spring break trip with me. So. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Wow. Maybe jealous. we'll check it out. Go say hi to my sister. <laughs> or um. my sister. Or my other, <laughs> our other sister. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Now I have some facts about Guinness Book of World Records. Um, so, like... Are there any records of the book? Yeah. Records of the record? Yes. So, excluding non-copyright works, such as the Bible and the Quran, uh, the Guinness World Records book is the world's all-time best-selling book. With oh, wow. global sales in some 37 languages, and the, like, sales have, and, like, have exceeded hundreds of millions of dollars in sales and book sales. Like, money and sales. That didn't make sense. Anyways. um so the first 198 page volume took 13 and a half 90 hour weeks of work on it oh my gosh Mm -hmm. why did they have to cram so much because they were trying to get it out like they were just trying to get it out and published oh okay that sounds awful 90 hour weeks that's over twice of like what i normally work and And i like can barely work (laughs) and it wasn't just like one person working 90 hours it was like multiple people working oh my gosh um and the original plan was to hand out free copies to like eighty thousand irish and british pubs you're gonna do all that work for free but there was so much word of mouth that like like and popular demand from it like from the public um that it became a runaway bestseller because it was free. <laughs> no, they sold it. They decided oh, okay. to sell it because okay, so many okay. people just wanted it. Gotcha. Um. So there's one man who I don't know when this article was written actually, but at the time, he currently holds two hundred records. Two hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> including the record for holding the most Guinness World Records. <laughs> Oh, well. I know. <laughs> I was like, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Killed two burns with that stone. Yeah. So annually, around 50,000 people apply to Guinness World Records um, in a hope that their achievement will make it to print. But in reality, only around 1,000 actually make the cut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Oh, and then the last, sorry, this last one was just that it's owned by the Jim Pattison Group, which owns Ripley's as well. Well, how do they, like, determine who gets 
selected. Oh, interesting. Interesting. That transitions me perfectly. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yes. So, if you go to the Guinness World Records website, guinnessworldrecords.com. Um, Why did I, like, why was I, like, kind of surprised that they have a website? I know. I was, too. I, like, looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's literally only showing me their website. I was like, no, I want, like, Guinness World it's Records. Literally digital age, and we're like, yes. <laughs> what website? so they have a whole like thing at the bottom if you scroll down to the very bottom um they have a whole like section for records they have a whole section for products they have a whole section for business solutions for news and about us um which is so interesting because like one of the things in the about us is like their tax strategy and i was like why why do you have this um but it's because there are different groups within the Guinness World Record group. Um, they have like Guinness World Records UK Acquisition Core Limited, Guinness World Record Limited, Guinness World Record Branch Operations Limited, and Ripley Entertainment Limited. Um, so there's just like like there's it's not even just like one corporation that's doing all of this. Wow. It's like several in collaboration together. Um, but if you look under the records, you can click on apply to set or break a record. Um, and there is like so many things of options. There they have consultancy services for organizations who want to review. Um, and then there's a standard application for individuals. So if you're an individual, um it says if you aren't thinking about using your record-breaking attempt to promote a product or service, <laughs> that's, like, one of the <laughs> guidelines. Um, and the self-service option application and evidence submission is required. Or there, there is that option. They have they receive the guidelines in 12 weeks. Like, you'll re- if you apply, you'll receive the guidelines for, like, what you need to do to achieve the record. And then they will review the evidence within the next 12 weeks um and then once your applications Ah. are underway six months yeah um and once it's underway it takes two weeks to get a response to your questions and the only thing that they charge for like doing this is a five euro or five dollar plus like whatever taxes or whatever um administration fee oh really yeah (laughs) wow um wow yeah who knew breaking records was so affordable I know. So affordable. Um, okay, so then you have to like like they have a whole thing that's like guide to your evidence because they don't always send an adjudicator to like view your to witness your thing. Um so they say in order for us to verify your achievement, we require evidence. What is required will vary depending on the record you're applying for, and it will be detailed in the guidelines you receive. But the information here will provide you with what you need to submit that evidence. Insufficient evidence can lead to attempt rejection, so please make sure you've read all the details of your record carefully and use the templates provided to help you on your path to become officially amazing. And that's, that those two words are in all caps. <laughs> so they say 30% of evidence submissions are not approved because they are insufficient or incorrect. Hmm. And they have templates below. So they have guide to your evidence template. 
which is a document containing all the important information needed to prepare you on the road to gathering and submitting your evidence. They have the cover letter, um, and it's required for all records. Um, and it's an opportunity to provide Guinness World Records with a clear overview of your record attempt. It's a final summary before submitting your evidence, as it will provide a roadmap for our records management team when evaluating the accompanying evidence. Then they have a witness statement template. Every record attempt requires a minimum of two witnesses, and witnesses must complete like the statement. And then they have a timekeeper statement if there's something that involves time frames or based on speed. Um, and so that will require a timekeeper to be present. And I think that means that it's different than a witness, like the timekeeper, because they just need someone to focus on the time. Right. Then they have steward statement template. So for a mass participation record, we require stewards to supervise groups of up to 50 people. Stewards must complete these statements. And then they have a whole section for marathon. (laughs) It says this template is for longest marathon records only. Any other records that require logbooks will require you to create your own. And then they have so much information about how to take pictures with your iPhones. And um they have they have a section about reasons applications are rejected okay so they say if you can't measure weigh or count it then it's probably not a record that makes sense yep so you have Um, to prove yep so they say you can get rejected for insufficient description criteria not being met um no standard format so, like, for example, the suggestions for most tricks in seven minutes, which is not a time frame we monitor. Guinness World Records monitors records in one minute, three minutes, or one hour. What? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of... So, <laughs> so you either got to make it a full hour or, like, yeah, one minute, three minutes. Like, there's no, like, half an hour. Interesting. Yeah. Um, research or historic records which are sourced from expert consultants and institutions, and they do not invite proactive applicants for these records, you can use feedback form to alert us about a new record. Um, You can get rejected if it's too specialized, which, like, we read some last week where it was, like, the one that was, like, drinking lemon juice out of a straw, and I was like, that's not too specialized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then they they had to put this, of course, inappropriate or offensive. Mm Mm-hmm um and then discontinued titles so they have retired record titles um which will not appear on the list of records they monitor and will be will not be accepted if suggested as new titles oh that's yes. interesting so like too many people were breaking them or what <laughs> yeah um so specific types of records that are never accepted alcohol consumption <laughs> <laughs> i was like good <laughs> That's... And then, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They have like... animal breeds. So you they don't monitor separate categories for different breeds. Only absolute records such as longest dog ever or oldest living cat. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, They have animal eating and releases on here. What? They said they do not monitor any record involving animals eating or being released. Like release the, okay i'm not sure what that means eating i guess makes sense because you know yeah because like, you force them to eat whatever 
Yes. What does release mean, though? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> um, animal records. Guinness World Records does not monitor any record that can be harmful to animals. Great. They will not do artwork because it's very subjective and difficult to even quantify art. I was like, fair. Yeah, like how do you have like most red, most shades of red used in a painting? Like what do you? Yeah. (laughs) Um. So they have one for blinking. Uh, and they specify. Wasn't I just talking about this? Yes. (laughs) So they will have. Nothing with, like, like blinking never or the most in one minute. They're like, we will not do that. Um, they have costumed records. So regarding mass participation costume records, they must limit the amount of categories to those which have very specific, standard, iconic, internationally recognizable dress. What? <laughs> um, they will not do distance running records in costumes, pushing a pram, etc. They only accept records for full and half marathon distances. Hmm. Sounds like they have just too many people or something. Yes. Yeah. They had. They will not do environment environmentally impactful records, such as largest release of party balloons, sky lanterns. They are no longer monitored. That's something that I was like. This was like my FBI agent listening to us. It was something i saw on instagram or something where they were talking about like the world record or setting a record for the amount of balloons released you and do it. <laughs> like the last ones probably the one that caused them to stop recording it because like apparently like two people like died somehow like indirectly like one guy like his like boat or something sunk or he like was drowning and like because of all the balloons the coast guard couldn't find him <laughs> like oh, no. stuff like that <sighs> that makes sense though i'm glad that yeah That's, do you um... remember they used to like when we were kids the high school game we would all like release a bunch of balloons mm-hmm. i forgot that we did that yeah. We did that like every single game pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um speaking Yikes. of high school, uh they will not measure fairly how fast a subject has learned. So no fast learning. Um that's the, I feel like you can't really measure that though. Yeah, exactly. So they will not do that. Yeah. Um there's also they will no longer continue monitoring fastest musician. Um fastest musician it's impossible to judge the quality of like the renditions even when slowed down Mm. they will not do fasting or hunger strikes um (laughs) and they will not do firsts which are generally not accepted um first yeah first person to do this yeah okay i guess unless unless how can you really know if you're the first yeah Unless it has opened up new possibilities and marked the beginning of new eras, fashions, and standards. Um, hmm. They will not do freckles, <laughs> moles, birthmarks. Um, what? Because they, they they're do. like, we don't want to count that. <laughs> well, because they were like, they vary in size and depth, so counting them individually or assessing their size is not accurate enough. Yeah. Um, they That's will not fair. do heaviest pets or lightest pets. They measure height, length, and age. 
for most animals and pets. Stuff that humans can't control. Yes. They will not do high score gamers (laughs) for video games. (laughs) Um, They will not do highest altitude activity on board an aircraft. (laughs) I was like, okay. I want to know what led up to that being banned. (laughs) Yeah. They will not do improvisation and jamming. Uh, They will not do any applications related to jam sessions or improvisation, as it is impossible to ensure the musical proficiency and qualities of such performances. Right. Because it's art and art is subjective. They will also not do listening to music, because there is no way of proving that the participants are actually listening to the music and indeed concentrating on this subject. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that they had, like, write that means someone, like, tried... Like, how many hours they could listen to music or something straight? something. Um, They also will not do the most people eating or drinking. Um, They instead have decided to monitor a select number of iconic meal records, such as largest silver dinner service. Okay. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Most records broken in a set time. They do not monitor a record for the number of records broken in a set period. Um, They don't? No. Hmm. They will not do like the most blank eaten in a minute or the fastest time to eat blank. Um, they well, already because they don't want to enforce. <laughs> I I don't know. They're like we don't believe in gluttony, or they don't want anyone to get damaged. It's true. Um, damaged. They, yeah, they have other. I they have Thank iconic you. eating records that they have, um, but they will not. They have no plans to accept further titles in this area. Hmm. Okay. Yep. It's like, yeah. And I then know. I was gonna say like the cinnamon challenge or something like yes, Tide Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Most Tide Pods eaten in a minute. Oh my gosh. Um. They also will not do the oldest person with a disease syndrome or disability. Oh my I was gosh. Like, why? Why was that something that we needed to add to the list? I mean, it's like someone tried. So. Like, uh, I. That's so bad. They also will not do photography for group photos. What? Uh, they will not do poetry. And they it says qualifications. It was like, they do not accept records regarding qualifications, primarily because it just is difficult to qualify to a level that will enable adjudication of the record internationally. Okay. Oh, qualifications like course credits, degrees, etc. Uh, um it doesn't like match up against yes gotcha <laughs> they will not do qualified by age um the, the, just like different age groups and stuff records based on originality or uniqueness <laughs> <laughs> they will not monitor small fruit veg plants records what? or speeding on public roads <laughs> Um, oh my gosh they will not do sports achievements and they only accept those which occur at top level professional they will do only those that occur at a top level professional international or preeminent amateur like like, the olympics yeah like the olympics they will not do surgeries or invasive medical tests oh my gosh like the most operations invasive tests in a short time span oh my gosh uh, they will not Most do. 
I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you could go with that. And then they will not do weightlifting machines because of different configurations of the machines. And last but not least, they do not generally recognize endurance records of those under 16. Okay. So, from what it sounds like... child labor laws or something? Yeah, I was going to say, from what it sounds like, sounds like they've tried to, like, really keep the safety of, like, the patrons and those wanting to apply, like, they hold that in, like, the highest... Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I just want to know, for a lot of those, the stories leading up to why they had to be banned. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, that's, uh, that's actually really funny. Why Why is that banned? Um, So... Let's get into some yes. interesting records that I can be baffled over. Baffle me. Yes. So I have the glossary open. <laughs> what What do you have a question about? Or should what I just I pick have... one? Yeah. Like what What record should I look at first? Hmm. I don't even know. I feel like it's just like the possibilities are endless. This one says waffle iron. So I'm going to look at that one. Page 167. I don't know what waffle irons can mean. Let's see. Okay, so this is historical gastronomy. Waffle irons. Okay. Oh, the first modern waffle iron. Wait, first, what what year is this? Modern waffle iron. I'm going to tell you. Wait, okay. What year is, like, the book, though? Oh, 2022? 2022. Oh, okay. So, like, newest. Yes, the newest one. Um, so there's evidence from ancient Greece of metal tongs used to cook wafers over a fire and long-handled Dutch examples dating to the 1300s, what we'd regard as waffle iron today. Uh, sorry, what we would regard as a waffle iron today arrived in the mid-19th century. American inventor Cornelius Swartwout, Swartwout's patent granted in 1869 transformed the century's old contraption used over the open flame into a compact stovetop version. But there's waffle iron. Wait, what was the record? The mo- the modern one is from 1869. That's the first waffle iron. I thought they didn't do first. Only for things that changed our society. Oh, Not like okay. first person <laughs> like, to eat ketchup and mayonnaise on a, a Pringle. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. I don't even know, like, what I would, I don't know. Like, most waffles made in, like, a minute or something. But that wouldn't even make sense either, because. <laughs> one. You can make one waffle. Yeah, literally. I guess unless one. you have, like, a bunch of waffle irons going at the same time. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, They have one about. Mm, let's see. I don't know what an auto euro is. Auto gyros. I think it's an odd said auto euro. One oh I lost it. One twenty-six. Let's see. What is an auto euro? What the heck? Oh. First circumnavigation by Auto Euro was on the twenty second of September in two thousand nineteen by James Ketchell. It concluded a one hundred and seventy five day flight around the world and having traveled some forty four thousand four hundred fifty kilometers in a magni m16 or m16c auto euro his open cockpit aircraft has a top speed of 70 knots or 80 miles per hour um around half that of an average helicopter 
He broke his journey into 122 hops as his auto euro has a limited range of 800 miles before it has to refuel. So I guess an auto euro is a plane that has an open cockpit. Ooh. Ooh, This says ballooning. What's ballooning? Ballooning? Yeah. That's that's all it says. Not much more information. Making balloon animals? Or what does that even... Um, hmm. Ballooning? I'm trying to find. I think that I found the right page. Unless it's not. Oh, 124. I'm looking at the wrong page. Okay. Let's see. Ballooning. Oh my gosh, there's literally a whole page about like hot air balloons. Oh, hot air balloons. Fastest... I've always wanted to go in a hot air balloon. Fastest straight jacket escape while suspended from a hot air balloon. What? Was in 2017. See, how is that not too specific? I don't know. You could do you could like do this straight jacket thing from like anywhere. Yeah. But it was by Daredevil Escapologist Super Ning from China. In 2017, he freed himself from a straight jacket in 53.7 seconds while dangling 30 meters ab- 98 feet above the ground in Weihai, Shandong, China. The highest suspension straight jacket escape was at 7,200 feet oh my. over Knoxville, Tennessee by Scott Hamill from Canada in 2003. Really? Yeah. Do they have like a parachute or something? Like, No, they're dangling from a balloon, like the bottom of the basket. Right. Okay, so they're still like attached even though they're yes. in a straight jacket. Yes. That is very weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, how do you even how do you even get your hands on a street jacket? I don't I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, I how do people do that? Where do people get drugs? I don't know. From the drug people. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the longest duration in the dead hang position. Hanging from your hands. Ugh. Um, was from a guy named Harold Reese from Norway. He hung by his hands for 16 minutes and 3 seconds in 2020. That sounds awful. He beat the previous record by more than 2 minutes. Why would you want to do that? Was he, Did he train for this? So it says that he had cerebral palsy and used a wheelchair and cannot fully extend his arms. He spends 10 hours a week working out, focusing exclusively on the upper body. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I've. Mm. <laughs> this one's I don't know. very specific. It's herpes <laughs> on roller skates in one minute. That literally sounds uh, horrible. It is 33 roller burpees in 60 seconds. 33 in a minute? Yes. Burpees. And like, oh my. Burpees. I, I would 100% like slip and fall flat on my face yeah break a tooth break Ooh, my jaw how about, how about this one most lit candles in the mouth what what do you mean in the mouth in 2020 this guy named will tigman from the u.s squeezed 100 burning tapers into his mouth no at once equaled yeah equaled the record sent by David Rush from the US in 2019. What? 
how big are these candles they're like they're like the they're kind of like a pencil size it looks like okay i was like the table 100 you gotta have a okay i thought that we were trying to get rid of the records that could possibly harm someone that seems like that and like the hand thing hand hanging yeah seems like we need to (laughs) i don't know i don't know there's there's like some very like strange 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 ones um that would be i feel like the candle like the burning candles i can't put like when you say like lit candles you mean like on fire but like the back end of them goes into your mouth and like they're yes, just like the fires okay, on the outside. Just making sure. Yeah. That reminds yeah. me of like those like weird like ear candle things that you see. Oh, like yeah. those freak me out. I would never want to do that. Yeah. No. I would like get burning hot wax all over me too. I know it. <laughs> Seriously. It's so like I don't understand what they're supposed so to do. Freaky. But I could never. Yeah. I don't, I don't like sticking things in my ears. Yeah. So there is this one, which is the rarest form of discordant twinning, um, where one twin was born with primordial dwarfism, um, but it's so uncommon that it has yet to be classified. Um, the other twin, they're both from the U.S. I like how they specified that. I was like, thank you. <laughs> um she has the so she's like the discordant one um and they have a, the greatest height difference in identical twins oh which i was like how are they identical but like they're yeah because what their dna is identical what causes dwarfism it's like a gene i think yeah so how i don't know i'm like my brain's breaking right now yeah because what? Because wouldn't they both have it if they both had the gene? Oh, a genetic change or mutation in an egg or sperm cell that happens before the start of pregnancy, mm. like at conception. Gotcha. This one's. But if they were, but if they were identical, that means that they came from the same egg, doesn't it? Yes. Confusion. So it's probably like the sperm that had the thing. Confusion. It's her dad's fault. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> it's always the man's fault. Always the man's fault. <laughs> Okay, this one is the oldest competitive tractor puller. <laughs> where uh, where is this? So it's a motorsport of tractor pulling requires the dragging of heavy weights along a one hundred meter, three hundred and twenty eight foot track behind an antique or modified tractor. The oldest competitor in the field is Otto Grape, USA, who was born in nineteen nineteen. And he pulled at the Pugent Sound Antique Tractor and Machinery Association show in Linden, Washington on April, or sorry, August 1st, 2019. And he was aged 99 years, 263 days. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, this is interesting to you. It's the oldest combined age of 16 siblings, <laughs> which I was like, that's not too specific. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> so as of February 25th, 2021, the 16 Anderson siblings born to Russell and Francis between 1930 and 1955 in Michigan. Woot woot. Woo. 
They have a combined age of 1,251 years and 295 days. Arlene, Virginia, Joyce, what? Gordon, Marvin, Ronald, Wayne, Keith, Nancy, Carol, Gary, Susan, Sally, Keith, or sorry, Kenneth, Bonnie, and Dean have regular family gatherings. And they have a picture of them in 1970 and 2019. How does their age, ages all count up to more than a thousand? There's 16 are they all like, of them. Are they all like middle-aged? They're all old. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> They're all old. That makes sense. I don't know what I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the same page now. Yes. Following. Tracking. But you're there. Um, love this one. It's the most flush tunnels in the face. Flush tunnels? Yeah. What? Um, so James Goss from the UK has modified his features with the addition of 14 hollow, two black what? pieces of jewelry. No. Um, and he improved upon his previous record, uh, or upon the previous record, which had been held by Germany's Joel Migler. What do they call it? Flush tunnels? <laughs> That's such an odd I name. Was like, please, please. That's disgusting. What, say like face hole or something. <laughs> yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. Flesh tunnels. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they have the first modern modern tongue bifurcation. Uh, and it was from Dustin Allor. And he had a divided tongue, which was first published in 1997 by Body Play Number 16 and Modern Primitives Quarterly, uh, which made sorry her uh, the first person to be identified by name as having this controversial body mod. And then they also note in here, surgeons have warned of serious risks, risks <laughs> surrounding splitting the tongue. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel like that's a thing that like a lot of like ancient or just like tribal like tribes have done you know what i mean yeah i don't but the the, she was the first she yeah she was the first person like named that interesting yes yeah i don't i have seen that like the split tongue thing yeah it's not for me i it seems more pain than it's worth um so this one is the strangest diet. <laughs> in 1959, Monsieur Majetou, aka Michel Litito of France, discovered an aptitude for eating glass and metal. What? Gastroenterologists How? who x-rayed his stomach described his ability to consume approximately two pounds of metal a day as unique. Um, um, or he insane. He has eaten 18 bicycles, 15 supermarket trolleys, like grocery carts, <laughs> uh, seven TV sets, six chandeliers, two beds, a pair of skis, a computer, a coffin, and over the course of two years, a Cessna light aircraft. What? How is he still alive? Glass yeah. could just like completely cut you up. I don't understand. Yep. Is this man human? I do not. I do not know. Debatable. Questionable. Yeah. Um, this is the heaviest weight sustained on the body. 
Uh, and Eduardo Amario La Saga endured 3,269 pounds of concrete masonry, masonry sorry, placed on his supine body uh, on the set of Lo Show de Record in Rome, Italy, on March 4, 2010. Um, the 70 blocks, which was the equivalent of 23 fully grown adult men, Replaced quickly by a team of assistants and then held in the position for a minimum of five seconds. So, you know, uh, in the Salem witch trials, when, like, the one dude gets, like, pressed to death, like, that's what he's doing, basically. Yeah, I was like, he got a death wish. Yeah. What? And he survived? Yep. It was only, like, five seconds. And then they started removing it. (laughs) Okay. So did he break any bones? Did not say. Is he okay? <laughs> Was uh, it worth it? I don't know. Was it worth it for the gram? For, for, for the Guinness World Records. For the for, yeah. <laughs> um so the longest beard ever is held by Hans and Lagseth from Norway. Hans had, oh yes, Hans. <laughs> Hans. Hans. <laughs> um, and it was seventeen feet six inches at the time of his burial in Iowa in nineteen twenty-seven. Natural beards rarely exceed three to five feet. So what was he doing to his? Because that's quite a difference. I don't know, but apparently after his like before he died, he requested that after he died. His beard be cut off and kept for posterity, so that his so his son Ew. donated the behemoth beard to the Smithsonian Institute in Washington D.C. That's gross. And then they have a picture of like this woman holding up the beard to her face, and like two other guys holding the beard, and they're both like, uh, "Yay, gross." <laughs> Yeah. But I really need to know his secret because I'm planning on, I want to grow out my hair. So, how did he do it? Oh, I was like, you're planning on growing a beard? No, no, no. No, not my, not a beard. Yes. I just, how do you even manage that? Was it 17 feet? 17 feet, six inches. Like, do you just, like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? I don't. Can't really, do you put it in a bun? Do you. He like wrap it, it into kind of like dreadlocks. It looks like, mm. yeah. Well, I imagine it would take a lot of shampoo. We were going to keep up yeah. with it. Um, this one's really fun. I like this one a lot. It's the longest cardiac arrest. Oh my! How is that a record? How is that a record? I if we know. can't even do eating competitions, no. but we do that, yeah. that doesn't. Uh, apparently, sense. in 2017, 31 year old mountain climber. Identified only as Roberto. <laughs> Spent eight hours, 42 minutes in cardiac arrest. That sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. At least I was like, why? Why? And we were like taking, we were like counting. I, I guess. I guess they were like, track. Oh, yes, let's uh, keep track of this cardiac arrest. Go longer. Go longer. Just wait a second to resuscitate him. Need the yeah, sweet like, Guinness. Roberto like, needs this. <laughs> 
I uh, I need details. I I I have none for you. <laughs> I have none for you. Uh, uh, this one's kind of fun. It's the person with the most Lilo and Stitch memorabilia, which I was like, again, this seems like a lot. Um, it's Susie Fisher from the UK. She's collected one thousand nine hundred and seven items relating to Lilo and Stitch as of. Mm. 2019 um so she began her collection with a stitch plush toy that her mom bought for her after they first saw the movie and she applied for the record in honor of her mom oh and then she said other than this her favorite item is a music playing snow globe depicting the scene from the film i feel like that one that's a record that you could actually like break i don't know where i'd store all this i don't you better start now Hey, you have I so to... many flamingo things. I'm getting. I actually have another flamingo thing for you. Oh, no, I've gotten rid of one. No. I have a lot though. I have two flamingo things on my desk right now. And uh, oh my goodness, this one I think we'll end on this one. Oh wait, no, there's two. Hold on. Okay, I'll, I'll give you this okay. one. Flamingo related items. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I just looked at it. No. Deborah Buescher Leck from the U.S. has amassed 2,595 objects, uh, and it was verified in 2019. Oh, it is on, Deborah. I challenge <laughs> you. It is on. But are you sure? Are you sure? Because this one might be more attainable. Beaver-related items. Beaver. Uh, from in 2020, Laura Gognaware from. The U.S. had 1,456 items. Uh, she began collecting back in 2006. I think I'd rather have flamingo. Yeah. Do flamingos. Yeah, I mean, this book is just, like, full of, like, so many crazy, crazy records that, like, they have a whole section for chili peppers and a whole oh, wow. section for, like, food eating competitions, which apparently they don't deal with except it's really specific and big items and small items and monster Mm. tucks trucks and (laughs) yeah it's interesting how they had like some old stuff too even though this is like 2022 book like how do they decide which like what book that gets put into well i think like like, some of, like, the older stuff, like, is probably in books from year to year as, like, kind of a reference, you know, okay. for the stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, this book is very, it's been kind of fun to flip through and, like, read about. Yeah. Yeah. Probably spend, like, hours. Yeah. I I used to as a kid. But, you know. This is just a smattering of facts for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to apply for your own Guinness World Record, let us know and uh, tag us so that we get the credit for inspiring you. Uh, <laughs> did you think about what my real record would be? Um, Fastest time of... to fall asleep. <laughs> Literally. Um, I thought... Oh, boy. In high school, you'd probably be like... Most bones cracked within <laughs> a, a class period. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's that's pretty accurate still. <laughs> that's funny. <sighs> um, I think we'll probably put out a poll for like like when this episode comes out, so you'll probably see it. Or maybe we'll do it before and then you'll hear about it now. But I think we'll do a poll that's like, what would your Guinness World Record be? Ooh. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. You can also email us and tell us if you're not an Instagram person, but you should be an Instagram person to follow us. Yeah, I would be that would be interesting. Like to find out what other hidden talents people have. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been a smattering of fact, guys. Woo. Woo. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. We'll 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 see ya. I we always want to say see ya, but You'll hear from us next week with some more. Here. Talk to you next week. Talk talk <laughs> at you next week. Talk at you. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.